0: on guys this is your somewhat well somewhat toxic most of the time doing her best connoisseur bringing you another episode of wellish happy halloween bitches i wanted to talk to you about something absolutely terrifying one of the scariest things that we can do is have to live life alone So there's this thing. Some of you may have heard of it before. It's called the hierarchy of needs. It is a theory created by Abraham Maslow. It's a pyramid of all of the basic needs that we as humans need in order to survive. Like just in order to like be the best versions of ourselves. Like straight up, it's just like what we need in life. What these things that us as humans need. There are five needs. The needs go, it looks like a pyramid. So the bottom is what we need to do first, and it goes all the way up to the top. You can't, like, progress up the pyramid without accomplishing the needs towards the bottom of the pyramid. There is a need in that pyramid labeled love and belonging. That is the third tier in the hierarchy of needs. That means we, as humans, need to experience love and belonging in order to feel fulfilled. This need is social. It involves feelings of belongingness. Belongingness refers to a human emotional need for interpersonal relationships, affiliation, connectedness, and just being a part of something, being a part of something larger than yourself, being a part of a group. Some examples of this is friendship, intimacy, trust, acceptance, receiving and giving affection and love. So it's everything from relationships to friendships to work relationships to relationships with your family it's just this need for needing to be a part of something wanting to be a part of a group not wanting to be singled out left alone lone survivor traveling through the desert nobody there to guide you nobody there to support you I feel like there is so much shame around not wanting to be alone and to have that fear of being alone but that is such a normal thing all the way back to when we were fucking cave people. We always moved in tribes and have that sense of belonging all the way to present day that now we have this piece of technology constantly in our hands and can constantly be in communication with one another. It's not bizarre that we feel a sense of dissatisfaction having to spend time alone it's an absolutely normal thing to do but the reality is that we might not always have the opportunity to experience life with other people so this episode in no way shape or form is meant to shame the want and the need and the pleasure that we feel being with others but it is meant to challenge us to learn how to experience life without that so that we know how to handle those situations when they do arise because inevitably they will as our people that we surround ourselves with continue to adapt and to change and we may not always find ourselves able to hang out with people 100% of our lives. At the end of the day, you need to know how to take care of yourself as yourself and not rely on relationships in your life that might not always be there, especially because even though it is a need for us to have that love and belongingness, the source where we're getting the love and belongingness from is always, always up for change. It's always adapting and You never know what could happen in your life. The person or people that you love could get hit by a bus. They could decide to divorce you. They could sleep with your best friend and now you guys aren't friends anymore. You could move away. There's just so many different options for why the source of loving belongingness can change and that can really rock you. And Honestly, it could just be as simple as nobody's available to hang out today. So you have to know how to be alone. And in turn, that's going to help flourish those love and belonging relationships and fulfill that need to its highest potential rather than needing it because you don't have anything else and and you need it and you're desperate and you won't survive without it. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about being alone and how scary that can be in some ways that will help you execute being alone that are actually like realistic and not just like get out there and do it be brave (laughs) because like it's just so much deeper than that and it's not that fucking easy and I feel like a lot of the time it feels like it's supposed to be really easy. Like you see people fucking backpacking across goddamn Europe by themselves and you can't even go fucking sit down at a restaurant. So I just wanted to talk about the anxiety, the anger, the fear, the depression that can come from being alone and how to execute experiencing life to the fullest when you don't have a counterpart to do that with 100% of the time. Now, I really want to make this clear. I didn't want to get on here and just be like, just go do it. Being alone isn't that bad. (laughs) And just kind of like, obviously I couldn't do that because then I wouldn't really have much content, but also because I know how much it terrifies me to go do things alone and how much I want to be able to do it. But for some reason, I just find myself having so many limiting thoughts surrounding spending time alone and experiencing life alone and doing activities alone that it's not that simple to just say, just go do it. Just put yourself out there. So it's not easy. It is not easy to put yourself out there in that way. However, it really is that simple. In my terms, simple does not equate to easy. It's simple. It's That's all you have to do in order to make it happen, but that doesn't mean that it comes effortlessly. That said, I wanted to make sure that I executed this first before I came to you guys and just tried to give you tips on the best way to go about living your life alone. Now, I don't want this to come off as like show and telly. Like, I did this, so look, I did it. Now you can too. I am only here to tell stories, share some insights, give some ideas that can be objectively understood. And if you choose, you can try to apply them in your own way by either changing your reality or changing how you see it. Now, as you can imagine, the reason I wanted to talk to you guys about this is because of my recent move to Charlotte, North Carolina. I have found myself spending a lot of time alone, and I moved to this new place in order to experience something new. And because my fear was just keeping me prisoner inside of my house, but this isn't a new fear for me. This isn't something that I, you know, could normally go do things alone and now can't because I'm somewhere new and don't know anybody. I mean, I when I remember being in college, I was afraid to go to the dining center by myself. I would not be caught dead in a restaurant by myself. I wouldn't go shopping by myself. God forbid I went to anything new—an event, a, a a fair, a basketball game, a football game in high school. Oh my God! God forbid I would have ever done any of that by myself. <laughs> absolutely the fuck not. So I really wanted to emphasize that sometimes you just got to do shit alone to find yourself. Doing stuff alone forces you to look within yourself and not have the crutch of another person to be there for you to say okay we're in this together even if that is just like going to the store if i if somebody else couldn't go with me i would always just chalk that up to all right well i guess i'm not doing anything today but how lame is that you don't get to go do what you want to do because somebody else can't do it why would you why why would you sacrifice the precious moments you have in your life because somebody else can't make that work and when you're doing things alone it forces you to look within yourself without anyone or anything else to turn to and the self growth that comes from that is unmatched. For those of you who don't know, I work remotely. So with working remote, and living in a new city, I'm pretty much terrified that I'm never going to meet anybody. So the other day, I was finishing up my day. I moved from my cozy desk chair over to plop my ass down on my couch and start watching Bachelor in Paradise. I was sitting in the clothes that I woke up in, under a pile of blankets, my cozy slippers, holed up in my apartment with my giant bowl of butter noodles, (laughs) ready to watch this bullshit go down. When all of a sudden, it dawned on me that Being with people was nowhere near my biggest obstacle. My biggest obstacle is that if I spend my entire life exactly how I was sitting right then, I'm never never going to experience life to the fullest for all it has to offer. And why the fuck did I even move to this new city, this new place to just sit on my couch and watch Bachelor in Paradise and eat butter noodles and just sit here and wait for another person to magically pop into my life? I was sitting in my safety net. It is so much easier to be cozy in my apartment. What would I even go do? What would other people think if I went and did those things by myself? They would think I was fucking pathetic, that I would be sitting there like a loser by myself because I didn't have anybody to do these things with. It wouldn't even be fun. I love to talk. Clearly, I would have nobody to talk to. Like, it wouldn't even be fun. I would just be like going there and floating through whatever I was doing and then I would come home. Might as well just sit on my couch. Red fucking flag. I said that it would be easier to just sit on my couch and do nothing. Anytime I catch myself saying, well, it would be easier to just, I know that that means that I'm falling over belly up saying, fuck this, surrendering to the world. I don't want to have to try or put any effort into anything. And I just expect that one day, life is just going to fall into my fucking lap and i'm not going to have to do anything to ever accomplish it. well, the truth is, that's never going to happen and i'm never going to live a special life or live the life that i truly desire to live if i just go by the seat of my pants with what's easier. this mentality does sometimes get me into trouble because that's when i start to be really hard on myself that i'm never trying to do the easy thing here, but I mean, come on, let's use a little bit of common sense. I don't mean you can never do what's easy. Sometimes it feels good to do what's comfortable. Sometimes it feels good to just fucking sit on the couch and watch a TV show. I'm not saying to never do those things. But what I'm saying is when I'm sitting here upset because I don't have anything to do, because I don't have anybody to do that with, that's bullshit. That's an excuse. I can go do things by myself. I do not need to rely on another person or a crutch to get me the life that I would love to experience. I can do that on my own. Would it be nice? Sure. But with the lack of resources, i.e. another person, I don't have that as an option. So I have to take it into my own hands to do it myself. And really, really, when I say easier How hard can it really be to look something up, make a plan and go get whatever you want to get done? Now, I'm talking, again, simplicity. I'm not talking about the anxiety and the feelings and the emotions that come from doing things alone. I'm saying how hard can it be? to actually physically get up and go do those things, it doesn't take that much effort. And you're probably picking something that you enjoy to do just as much as you enjoy sitting on your couch watching your favorite TV show. I'm not asking you to get up and go run a marathon. I'm asking you to get up and go shopping or to go eat fucking good food a lot of my fear came from though not knowing exactly what I would even do and I guess I always chalked it up to having to do something extravagant because again when you see people that are doing things alone you see them traveling traveling alone backpacking in Europe alone doing like all of these like extravagant things by themselves but it doesn't have to be that serious I just would go do the same things that I would do if I was to invite another person to come with me. I can do the same things by myself that I would do with another person there. Again, I'm making an effort here to not miss out on the experiences that I would have with another person or a party of people just because I don't have the other people there as a crutch. I want to still be able to experience these things and so I can do it by myself. So now I have the physical action of getting up and going to experience something on my own. But now, obviously, the bigger issue comes into play of the emotions that come behind having to do that. So I wanted to start by really trying to nail down why I was so anxious to go do things by myself. And when I sat down and really thought about it, it really came down to, and this is fucking so on point for me, per usual, it came down to how other people would perceive it. I would be willing to bet that if you sat down and thought about the reason for your anxiety for a lot of things, it typically comes back down to the same fucking shit. So, what was I afraid of them perceiving? I was afraid that people would think what if I was to go do things alone, that I was a loser, that I was pathetic, that I didn't have anybody, that nobody wanted to hang out with me, that I was a weirdo that I, I don't like it, seriously, like thinking about it, vo- vocalizing it out loud. It sounds so fucking dumb, but like I swear, like that's like what I think that I think like people are going to judge me. They're going to think like I'm a weirdo. Like that's what it really comes down to. Like they're going to be like, why is that person here by themselves? Or, oh, look at her. She's sitting over there by herself. I just would like to point out two things here. One, why does that make somebody weird? And two, when have you ever thought that yourself or been around anybody that's thought that if I ever see somebody by themselves I either a don't think anything of it or b think oh cool (laughs) like it's not that serious and we put so much weight and think so many people and think people are paying so much attention to us and they're not people are just so concerned with themselves they are not that infatuated with you newsflash everybody views themselves as the most important thing and so they're so focused and worried about their own selves that they are not really worried about you and any time that they are making judgments on you it's just because of insecurities that they have within themselves. I know that that's not helpful and I know that that doesn't change the fact that you don't want them to make those judgments, but that's kind of understanding the reason why it's happening and that it actually has nothing to do with you and reminding yourself of that when you're in those situations kind of helps alleviate that anxiety to an extent. It's not perfect, but it helps a little bit. So, that was my fear for how they would perceive me and I want to be perceived as somebody who is strong and independent and respectable person. Why if I go sit somewhere alone does that not reflect that? That's exactly what that reflects but I'm so focused on the negative that I can't even see that what I'm doing and doing things by myself and spending time alone and experiencing things alone that does send that message to people. It sends the exact message that I want to be perceived as but I'm so afraid of how it could be perceived for the negative that I'm not even putting myself out there and allowing the opportunity for people to perceive me for the positive. So instead, I'm sitting inside not allowing people to perceive me at all. I know we've heard this before, but I have to say it again. You are not responsible for the way that other people perceive you. It is not something you will ever be able to control. So putting so much weight into the way others perceive you is not worth your time and energy. What is worth your time and energy is the power that you have to choose how you perceive yourself and the messages that you put out into the world for people to perceive on their own free will. And being alone and showing the world who you are without the influence of another person by your side can be really impactful. Now, I didn't think it was gonna be very helpful to only narrow it down to my own personal fears and experiences. I posted a questions box on my Instagram asking people to tell me what they're asking people to tell me what they would not do or do not do alone because it brings on anxiety, depression, anger, whatever emotion presents itself. And you guys did not disappoint. I got so many responses back. And what was even cooler about the responses back is there were so many of the same thing. And it just goes to show that you are so not alone in this world that I mean, obviously you guys have no idea what other people are saying because I wasn't reposting. I'm keeping this 100% anonymous, what people are afraid of. And literally the commonalities that so many people had, it was so fucking cool to see. And I just want you to know that so many of you said the same exact things and you were so, so, so not alone. That said, I wanted to base my research and exploration on this topic on the most common answers that you guys had given me. Before we talk about execution, I would really like to address something that I think is really important. Men, this isn't going to relate to you as much as it is. The women, but bear with me for just a hot second because I think that it's really important to talk about doing things alone as a woman in this world can be fucking terrifying. And so many of you let me know that. Obviously, I already know that as a woman, I feel afraid to go on walks alone at night. I feel afraid to be in the city at night. Being afraid to just be honestly, even in my car at a stoplight in the middle of a city can be scary. You don't know what could happen. And um, it's something that I mean, I said at night, it doesn't even have to be at night. You can just be alone and be anywhere. And the fear of knowing that you are so helpless compared to a big strong man just based off of biological differences between the two of us, it's fucking scary. It's fucking scary. Let alone all the shit that's going on in the world right now is something that needs to be taken into consideration. I also would like to say, Because somebody gave me the insight too about situations like going to the mechanic is something that can be scary because you're afraid of being taken advantage of. I just wanted to give a couple quick tips on how I try to execute doing things alone as a woman in a world where you feel like you're not 100% safe. I try to always tell somebody where I'm going. My friends have my location, but even if it's just my mom, like telling somebody where I'm going or that I'm doing something tonight, if I'm not in constant communication with somebody or if they don't hear from me, they're going to know that something's weird and they'll try to find me hopefully. Now at that point, could I be three states over? Maybe, but finally, Is something that's helpful. Carry some sort of protection. I like pepper spray, but people like what they like. So, you know, do whatever works for you. My best friend told me that I should get a taser. I'm low key kind of down to do that. I feel like that one was a little bit obvious. So, here's a couple others that I think are really helpful. Have a plan no matter where you're going. I think that when you kind of look like a deer in headlights and like you're looking around, you don't know what's going on, that that can definitely make you more vulnerable. And then, of course, stay in populated areas, know your surroundings, just do the best to protect yourself. I really feel that a lot of us live in fear and as valid as that is, it's not a way to live life. I think that we definitely need to take precaution and it's something that we are very much aware of and need to continue to be aware of, but I think that being aware and being prepared is much different than living in fear. You're never going to experience life to the fullest or the fullest capacity that you want to if you sit inside and live in fear. I mean, something happening to you that way, as horrific as it is, I mean, you could get hit by a car in the same sense. So having to not living your life the way that you want to live it just because something that might happen, I mean, it's valid, but it's, in my opinion, not the way to live life. Okay, that said, let's get into the execution of experiencing life, and doing activities alone. The most common answers that I received for the biggest fears that people have to do or would have to do alone was going out to eat, going to the movies, going somewhere new, and going grocery shopping slash running errands alone. I wanted to try and experience these things that were the most common answers to see how I would feel going into the situation, during the situation, and then how I would feel and what I would learn from that experience. I decided to try something new first, which I thought wouldn't be that hard being somewhere completely new. But of course it was (laughs) because I tried to cheat. (laughs) So I tried to go to a coffee shop that I knew I really liked because I had already been there twice, but I thought it was new enough. I thought it was new enough and going there alone would be a little nerve wracking already, like going there alone because I had just like gone into buy a coffee and leave I didn't go and sit there so I thought like going in sitting down being alone having to find my own space like that would be scary enough so I might as well just go somewhere that I had already been before because that wouldn't have been as scary because I knew what to expect that's cheating I was trying to do something new (laughs) alone by going to somewhere I'd already been that's not going somewhere new the universe gave me a little kick in the ass because I pulled up to the giddy goat and the motherfucker is obviously closed So not only did I try to cheat the system, but the system said freak out even more because now you have absolutely no plans and you're going to have to figure out how to execute this right on a whim. So I sat there and looked up coffee shops that were open and I settled on a place that was called Cypress Drinkery. And I settled on that place because Cypress is the name of the street that I grew up on. And so I found solstice in that. (laughs) Just got to look for a comfort zone somewhere. So because I was like on this mission to accomplish Something like because I was like, I'm going to go and do these things by myself. It's going to be great. I had these like high expectations. And as I was driving to the drinkery... I was feeling the anxiety set in. I was feeling like the butterflies in my stomach, but like not good butterflies. I don't want to say my stomach was churning. It was less than that, but just like I just felt it. I felt my chest starting to tighten and I was starting to get really nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what the vibe was going to be. And what if the vibe was off? Like what if I walked in there and it wasn't what I was looking for? Was I just supposed to like turn around and walk out? Isn't that going to be awkward? Like, I'm going to walk up to the people at the counter and be like, "Mm, actually, never mind, and have to leave. I don't know why the thought of that absolutely just terrified me. So I got lost on the way because I can't understand Charlotte's highway system. I'm used to the grid system of Chicago, and everything in Charlotte is a circle. And I've had a really hard time trying to figure that out. And so I missed my exit like three times. Finally, I get to this coffee shop. I pull up to a place that looks very dark and dingy and not what I thought that I was walking up to. I don't know. It was it was fine, but it, it scared me. I was going to sit in the car for a second, but honestly, I was more nervous sitting in the car in the dark in the parking lot off to the side where nobody could see me. So I got out of my car and walked to the entrance. As soon as I walked in, I knew it wasn't the vibe, (laughs) which kind of sucked. The only people in the entire coffee shop were myself, the barista, and a middle-aged couple drinking wine at the bar because there was a bar. It was like a bar coffee shop. And I don't know why I didn't like gather that from the word drinkery, but it was half a coffee shop and half this bar. And it was a super cool concept, but I didn't know what to do with myself. So I walked up to the bar and like kind of sat in the corner at a seat because I didn't want to sit at the bar. I wanted to go sit one of the chairs, but that's like where you take your order, I guess. And so I just like awkwardly kind of stood at the corner of the bar and they had specials. And I always use specials when I get anxiety because it basically just makes the decision for me. I don't have to like come up with something that I like to drink. I look up at the specials menu and of all the days that I decide to come in, the option for special is Wells. So it basically said, you still have to make a decision. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just go fuck myself. I was like, do you guys still have coffee right now? And she was like, yeah. As like, she's standing in front of the giant espresso machine. I ordered a vanilla latte. She gave it to me and I grabbed the drink, paid for it and went and sat down at the biggest booth that I could find so that nobody would bother coming to sit near me. I got anxiety about that too because I didn't know if I was taking up space for a party that was bigger than just one person even though there was nobody else in the place and for some reason I was still worried that I was going to take up space for a person who might potentially come into the place but whatever. So I sit down The coffee, fire. It was absolutely so good. So I was really excited about that. I pull out my laptop and I had a lot of work to do for the podcast. And so I was able to just kind of sit down and crank some of that stuff out. I did feel nervous in there because the only other people in there were drinking. And I just didn't know if me being on my laptop was like, looked down upon if that was weird like it felt like it wasn't the place to be doing it like it didn't feel like a normal coffee shop like that you would sit on your laptop and so like I wasn't really sure if I was even supposed to be doing that as I was coming to an end a group of people came in maybe like six of them between the ages of 27 to 35 I'd say and they also I believe were thrown off by the little amount of people that came in there. I also think they were thrown off by me sitting there on my laptop. So that also made me a little uncomfortable because they walked up to the bar, ordered drinks, and then sat directly across from me and like were drinking and having a good time. And I was kind of just like, and they like looked like they were dressed nice. I was in like sweats and a big flannel and I, I don't know. I just didn't I, the vibe thing. I keep saying vibe, but like I just didn't fit the atmosphere and it was making me really fucking uncomfortable. So after about an hour and a half of that, I packed up my stuff. I returned my glass to the bar and I went out to my car to leave. But I really felt unsatisfied with my experience. I went somewhere new. I wasn't even around people. So like that kind of made me feel bad because I think I had expectations to be around people. Even if I wasn't interacting with those people, just like having people to be around was kind of my goal since I sat inside all day by myself that I wanted to like just be where people are. So I felt a little disappointed by that. So I decided I wasn't done and I was going to go get ice cream. Now, Going and getting ice cream by yourself, that, that is a depressing thing to do. (laughs) So I was driving to this creamery and I drove past it because when I looked inside, like I, it was like in um in a strip sort of situation, not a strip mall, but like it was, it's in the city. So it, it was like in with a bunch of other places. And I... Drove past it and when I looked at the window it looked really dark in there and I was literally like it's closed. Like I, I'm I'm not going in there. Like it's closed. I don't I don't know. It doesn't it's not closed, but it looks closed inside. So how am I supposed to execute? So I literally just drove past it and then I was like, Don't be a pussy and I fucking turned the corner and went around the block and I parked kind of far because it made me walk there. So I got out of the car, I got to the door and it seriously was dark in there like it the it was seriously dark in there like there was maybe like one light on and I just like don't I still don't even know what the fuck that's about I go in and again vacant there is me there's the scooper and there are There's a couple in there. I'm sorry, I'm just being a fucking asshole, but like they wouldn't make a fucking decision. And it was like so small in there that it was so incredibly awkward because she was like, You can, like, right when I walked in, she's like, You can go. And I was like, I don't know what I want yet. I literally just walked in here and you're standing in front of all the ice cream. So I can't even look at what's here. And so I was like, Oh, no, like, I, I don't know what I want yet either. And the guy was like, Oh, join the club. So it was like funny at first, but then like he ordered and then. I didn't want to like jump in front of in between their order. So like I'm just standing there waiting. She told me I could go again, but it felt awkward to like order after him before she had. So finally I just like I waited for a while and then I ended up just saying, "Uh, can I like get the one that I wanted? I like literally just like shoved my money inside of my wallet and Got the fuck out of there because I just felt so uncomfortable. So I walked back towards my car. But again, like I'm feeling this sense of dissatisfaction with how this night is going because like I really wanted to feel good about being alone. But the lo- more I was doing things, I just fucking kept getting more anxious. Like I just kept feeling more upset with how. The night was going, and when I did have the opportunity to interact with people, that I was just awkward. And uh, I don't know, I just was feeling really disappointed about it. So I went and I sat in this park and um, ate my ice cream. And to be completely transparent with you guys, I got really fucking sad. (laughs) I was, like, really sad that I was doing this alone. I was really sad that, like, eating ice cream alone, like, I swear to God, was, like, the most depressing thing. Because that's, like, something that you do on a date. And I just, like, was so sad that I didn't have anybody to do it with. And I was so sad and, like, angry that I... I don't know. I was just so sad and angry, like simply for the fact that I was doing it by myself. I wanted to enjoy the a company of other people. I wanted other people to want to spend time with me. And I was getting so upset that I wasn't somebody that people were spending time with. It would have been more fun if I had somebody there to be like, oh, my God, why was that ice cream shop so dark or walking down the street with the I uh, need the ice cream with me instead of going and sitting in this park I or even going and sitting in the park but being able to like have a conversation with somebody rather than like stare at the nothingness it made me really sad to the point of tears like I was I was really like emotional and upset about how the night had gone and the way that I felt and that I was never going to meet anybody and that actually led me to calling my best friend from home and she suggested joining Facebook groups to meet people and I did that I joined a couple Facebook groups and the next day I actually terrifyingly enough ended up posting in one of them and I had a lot of good connections and a lot of people were messaging me and I think I might be setting up a couple coffee dates for the next week, which I'm super excited about. So that'll be something to look forward to. I guess, you know, honestly, looking back on it now, even like literally right now telling you guys this, looking back on it now, it did end up working out because even though I felt that way doing that alone, I was able to have this opportunity to try to meet new people online. I've never been an online person, though. Like, I don't online date. I don't do any of those things because I just, I don't know, I don't like it. But we'll see how it goes in this next week trying to, to meet new people. That was my first experience. <laughs> I came home just laid here and cried, and that was it. The reason I actually ended up deciding on the coffee shop plan was because I had looked up things to do in Charlotte and found a website that has, like, a whole bunch of things for you to do here and a lot of those things include some museums. The museum wasn't open past five other than the following day, so I decided to do the coffee shop that day, and then the next day that I would go to this museum when it was open later. So that next day, I already had plans in motion for myself, so I wasn't going to be defeated by this coffee shop experience. I didn't want that to be my final experience. I wanted to execute this and try again and and get up and you know, try again. I didn't want to feel like that was the way it was going to be. So I looked up the directions to this museum and fucking once again, it's closed. It literally said on the website that it was open until nine o'clock the day before. I swear on everything that I love, it said that. And for whatever reason today, it says that it closes at five and I can't go then. So I was fucking pissed. I went back onto the original website where I found the museum in the first place and looked for some more things that I could do. And I actually ended up finding a different museum that was open until nine o'clock. So I made my decision. That's what I was going to do that night. I decided that because I was going to a museum, I wanted to kind of fit the part. I want it to look nice. So I put on a cute outfit. I wore heels. I did my makeup. I did my hair. And I set out to go to this museum. This day... I felt much more confident. I didn't really get nervous the entire drive to the museum. The only time I got nervous was when I was pulling into the place and I felt like I could potentially be overdressed. But, you know, I kind of just had to suck it up and realize that I was already dressed and I was already here and I'm fucking going in because I drove all the way over here and I wanted to make this happen. So if I was overdressed, I was overdressed. I was going in. I'm really also going to chalk up my confidence level to the strategic plan that i had in that i had set i knew where i was going i you know went with the look good feel good type of thing because i made myself look nice i feel like that really added to my confidence boost and i was able to walk in there like i knew where i was going and what i was doing so that's exactly what i did i got out of the car I sat in the car for a second I'm not gonna lie like I really had to kind of like talk myself into um, making the push to get into the museum but I didn't sit in there longer than five minutes I got out of my car and I walked to the front door and there was a bunch of people littered out front and there was like a rope in front of the rotating door and so I was like fucking a there's an event going on I'm not gonna be able to get into this museum so I asked a person that was standing outside. I was like, is something going on or whatever? And she was like, oh, we're waiting for the some of the kids to get here or whatever. And I was like, what? And she was like, oh, no, like we're just standing outside. So they were literally just standing out there. And I had psyched myself out so bad that I really just asked some random people out front why they were standing out front So <laughs> instead of just walking into the museum. No big deal, but, you know, whatever. So I walked into the museum and I went to the front desk and the girl was like, are you just here to see the museum? And it was like, yeah. <laughs> and, um, she rings me up and online it said it was $15. She goes, well, Wednesday's free night, so you're good to go. And it was like, what, what are the fucking chances? So I got here on fucking free night. So cool. So, um, she tells me where the most of the exhibits are. So I head up to the second floor and, and the museum was so cool. I wasn't expecting much because being from Chicago, I feel like the museums there are so like grand that I feel like when I go to other places, they're not as extravagant. But this museum was so cool. I really liked everything inside of it. They had really cool artifacts and they even had a lot of uh, history with, in- with English culture and how it pertained to the city that I'm living in now they had these giant murals of Queen Charlotte and King George and Queen Charlotte is who the city is named after Charlotte is actually called uh, Queen City I've learned since I've been here so overall it was a good experience as I was leaving something that I really realized and this was kind of a concern that I had in the past I feel like one of the fears of doing things alone is that you won't have somebody to discuss it with like what's the point in experiencing wonderful wild things if you can't go to dinner with somebody and say like oh my god wasn't that so fucking cool and they got to experience it with you and have that experience with you something that i kind of learned and i'm sure that that definitely applies to things still but something that i learned from the museum experience was that it's a different type of experience When I was at the museum, I had the opportunity to look at the things that I wanted to look at for as long as I wanted to look at them. I was able to read as many signs or as little signs and skim and whatever as long as or as little as I wanted. When I typically go to museums, I'm with somebody And we sit there and we discuss things. Or we're talking about things that don't pertain to the museum at all. We're talking about life and just walking through there and seeing things together. Saying, haha, look at the butt on that thing. Isn't that funny? Look at why is that thing's face so small? Like laughing and enjoying it and like not actually appreciating it for what it is. Because all you have to do is be there by yourself. I think that going and experiencing it with somebody is one type of experience and going and experiencing it by yourself is a different type of experience. And I think that they're both awesome. But I think that they're both very different. And I don't think that greatness equates to being able to go and talk to somebody about how great it was. I think that it was a whole different type of appreciation to be able to go ahead and experience it 100% alone and take it in for as you perceive it and how you want to experience it and not have the input of another person to, I don't want to say taint because that makes it sound bad, but to taint your perception of what you just experienced. After the museum, I decided that I was going to go to dinner. This was a really big one for a lot of you, and it's a really big one for me to be able to go to dinner by myself, especially like going to a sit-down dinner. I'm not talking about just going and sitting at Panera you know, that scared me for a really long time, but that I can do more easily. Having somebody seat me at a table and then serve me and I'm 100% alone, that was where that like pathetic feeling started to creep in. I didn't want to look like I, you know, didn't have a choice but to go by myself. I got to the restaurant and they sat me on the deck, but the entrance to the restaurant like you had to go through the deck and then into the door and so it created this like tunnel effect and of course that's where they seat me is like literally in this tunnel. So I sit down and my, my hair is like blowing everywhere. The menu won't stay on the table. I'm like kind of like disheveled trying to sit in this spot but I'm not gonna say anything because I'm already nervous. I just was gonna suck it up and deal with it. So it wasn't that bad. It's fine. They end up coming over to me and telling me that they have another table open and that they can move me probably because they saw me fucking struggling (laughs) to keep my menu on the table and to keep my hair out of my fucking mouth and so they moved me to another table so that was fine I didn't even have to ask so that was super nice I I am kind of surprised that I wasn't really embarrassed about it normally that would make me nervous I was probably just so relieved by the fact that I was able to move and sit somewhere more comfortable I sat at this new table and I ordered a dozen oysters and I thought maybe that the guy was going to judge me for that because that's a little obnoxious and for those of you that don't like oysters and that you think that they're like snot go fuck yourself I think that they're the best thing in the whole world and that's exactly why that was my dinner of choice because I never really eat those they're one of my favorite things if I was stuck on a deserted island that is would be my food of choice is oysters I swear to god I order a dozen of them and they I eat them finish I have a glass of wine, you know, it was nice. I just kind of sat there and enjoyed the space and enjoyed where I was. And as I was wrapping up, this man in a giant chef's getup comes over to my table and crouches down and says, can I talk to you? I'm like, I'm in trouble. What did I do? I, I, I haven't gotten the bill yet. I didn't not pay for my food like i'm gonna pay for my food like what's going on like i instantly i was like terrified i was like what what did i do wrong he's got something in his hands and he says you ordered a dozen oysters and i said i did and he said in those dozen oysters you ordered our 200,000th oyster sold so i want to give you this $100 gift card <laughs> I was like, what? The GM comes and like stands over and it's like they're talking to me. And I was like, are you kidding? I don't win stuff like this. They literally wanted to take my picture with all the chefs with my gift card. And like, I just think it's so fucking funny. I couldn't believe that happened. Like stuff like that doesn't happen to me. I literally got the free museum night and then I got a $100 gift card for the oysters. I basically could have had this entire night for free. I didn't. I didn't spend the gift card because I want to be able to come back to that place. But I literally almost had this whole night alone 100% free of charge. Isn't that fucking crazy? I just felt like that was such a, a thing of the universe. I was having this confident, feel good night and I was determined that it was going to be better than the last night and it was so much better. It was so awesome. So if that's not a lesson of if you don't succeed, try again. I don't know what is. The next thing I did was go to a movie alone. So the next day I looked online, found the one that I wanted to go to and I tried to pick the one that I wanted to see the most and that sounds funny because a lot of the times I pick things for what I think I should be picking like what movie would be cool or or would be the most popular or anything like that and not actually picking a movie that I want to see but that's also probably because I would be going with other people so a lot of the time too I let other people choose what movie they go to I'm not normally the one that picks the movie and So this felt really good that like I sat down and was choosing a movie that I actually wanted to go see. So that's what I did. And while I was on the website choosing, the movie started at 640. I am done with my remote job at 630 and the movie theater was 20 minutes away. So I already knew that I was going to be running a little late and that made me nervous, but I knew that I had the previews to get through. So I wasn't super, super worried about it. But because I knew I was going to be late, I decided to buy my ticket online so that I wouldn't have to worry about doing that when I got there. And because of that, I chose a theater that allowed me, most theaters do this now anyways, but allowed me to pick my seat ahead of time because I was able to choose a seat that was on the end aisle. So I chose one that was like one seat in so that nobody would sit near me and I would be on the aisle so I wouldn't have to deal with the awkwardness of like stepping over people to get to my seat. I did feel a sense of slight embarrassment walking up to the seat in the theater alone. Surprisingly enough, when I was getting my ticket checked in and getting popcorn and an icy, I didn't really feel a type of way. Like I thought that I was going to feel like there was a spotlight on me for not being there with another person but it was oddly normal it was oddly like nobody thought anything of it or made me feel a type of way or I didn't feel a type of way like I don't know it just it didn't feel weird at all it felt totally like I had done it a thousand times before and it was no big deal and most people go to the movies alone so for some reason that was not an abnormal experience the only time I really did have that like weird I feel strange sort of feeling was when I went and sat in my seat and the girls that were a couple seats down all looked at me Because I was like, oh, okay," like they realize that I'm here in this movie theater alone and like a fucking loser. But it was a brief thought that passed. And I realized that I don't even know who those people are, A, be. I can't even see their faces because it's dark in here. So I would never even be able to recognize them ever again. So it's not like they would ever be able to recognize me, but it's not like it would really matter. Judging my worth based off of other people that I've never even seen in my entire life, and never probably will see ever again in my entire life, why would I be giving those people that much power? Another thing that I thought was a little strange was I went and saw a rom com, and so there were parts that were funny, and I felt kind of weird laughing out loud alone. Like there were a few points in the movie that I had the feeling of like wanting to turn to the person next to me and be like, oh, my God. But I didn't have anybody to turn to. And I did feel a little awkward laughing out loud. Like I just I don't know. It was like weird laughing out loud. I don't know why that would be, but I just felt that way. So I felt like that was something to note. When I was leaving the theater, I did think it was funny. I was the last person out but the person in front of me held the door for me. And when she held the door for me, she kind of like looked behind me, like expecting to continue to hold the door, like somebody else would be coming behind me, (laughs) but nobody else did. So I thought that was kind of funny too. But overall, that was also, you know, a decent experience. It was a very um, laid back experience, I would say. Like it wasn't as... It wasn't horrible like the first night. It wasn't as grand as the second night. It was more of just a normal laid back. It was something easy and fun to do after work. The last thing that I did was run my errands by myself. I had to go get gas, go to the post office and get groceries. But this this one was a very common one that you guys talked about being afraid of. This isn't something that I necessarily relate to. I can 100% understand why it would be nerve wracking, but I actually prefer to do these things alone and often do do those things alone. But that's because I'm a spaz and a control freak and want to get things done on my own terms in my own way. (laughs) So when it's like stuff like my errands and my productivity, like I want to get it done on my own accord. So I do those things alone typically. So it's not something that really scares me, but something that I do want to note. Is when I did this, when I went alone, getting gas, that was fine. I feel like that's a normal thing to do by yourself. I often find myself nervous about what I'm wearing. Like, I felt that way when I went to the museum, and I felt that way when I was running my errands because I was wearing like an extra large shirt that had my college sorority uh, um, letters on it, and then these like pink biker shorts. And whenever I leave my house in the sorority letters, it makes me feel really insecure because I don't want people to think that I'm in college <laughs> and I want them to know that I'm like an older person, but I, that's just what I was wearing. And so that's what I left the house. And so that made me a little nervous because I feel like, and that goes back to how people perceive me is that I don't want them to perceive me as someone who's not respectable and be wearing a giant shirt, sorority letter shirt and pink biker shorts doesn't seem to be like the vibe, but whatever. That's what we looked like that day. So that might be another tip is to make you a little bit less anxious is, you know, be mindful of what you look like. But, but um, when I was leaving the post office, I was carrying a very big box and a man stopped and was like, do you need help carrying that ma'am? And like, I think that he was being very kind, but I can't help but think if I looked a different way, if he would have still asked me that question. Then when I went to the grocery store, I was walking through the aisle and my shirt has a burger place on the back of it. And I walked past a man and the guy like called out that burger place on the back of my shirt and was like where's that from and then I was looking for uh water flavoring and another guy asked me and he didn't work there (laughs) asked me if he could help me find what I needed and like it's weird that I feel bad saying this stuff like it's weird that I feel bad noting these things because maybe they were all just being nice but I think that we are all privy to the intentions a lot of men have behind those kind gestures not saying that they were going to do anything weird but they probably thought that I was pretty and they wanted to say something to me and wanted to help me and that's almost what irritates me the most about trying to do things alone because if I'm with friends family a significant other whatever and I go grocery shopping then typically people don't talk to you. But like because I was going there just to get my shit done and they were talking to me, like that almost like brought up my anxiety. That wasn't anxiety so much because I was alone. That was my talking to people anxiety, especially talking to men anxiety. So I just feel like... (sighs) I don't have a lot of advice to give on the grocery store thing, but that was what I experienced when I went. When I went, I experienced that a lot of people wanted to talk to me and in a flirty way, and I didn't necessarily appreciate that. I wanted to be able to just get in and get my stuff done and not have to deal with the anxiety of men wanting to talk to me. But I would really love to understand the reason behind the anxiety with shopping and errands, just because like, I I don't necessarily... Like, I get it, I guess. Like, I I get, I don't know. Maybe I don't get it. Maybe I shouldn't say I understand. I understand being afraid of things just because I'm afraid of lots of things. So I know what you're feeling, but I don't understand what, like, you, there's no pressure. I guess my fear, so my fear from being alone comes from like the way other people talk to you, but because you're there alone and everybody's just doing their own thing there, for some reason, I don't feel that anxiety. So I guess I'm just interested to hear what other people have to say about why they are afraid of grocery shopping or running errands or going shopping in any sense um is that just a social anxiety thing is that just being around other people thing seriously like dm me let me know I would really be curious to find out what that anxiety looks like I also would love to know a good response to like hey girl how you doing because like I just go good <laughs> and like keep walking my head down so like if anybody has a good answer for that please let me know because I would love to stop being so fucking awkward as I'm sure you expect me to say overall it was a really fucking good experience and I was really grateful for the tears and the confidence that came from doing all of these things 100% alone Honest to God, though, I was really shocked by the amount of accomplishment that I really did feel from doing this. I also felt this like huge, huge confidence boost doing these things alone. And I thought that that was really interesting. I really genuinely didn't expect those things to happen. I thought that they were just going to it was going to be a cool experience that I was going to feel good that I did it and that they that that was going to just be it and I was going to move on from it but I still feel this like huge confidence boost in that I was able to do that that I did do it that I was able to make those decisions for myself I've always been such an indecisive person and so being alone I had to make these decisions for myself and being able to do that has made me Feel better making decisions in other situations now. Hearing about how I did it, though, can definitely be helpful in some respect. And I hope you guys took something away from it. But, you know, I got you over here on Wellish. We don't fucking just tell you about other experiences or give you some cute little quotes to fucking get out there and do the right thing. I actually want to give you tangible, real, physical things that you can do to make this happen for yourself so that you can feel this way, so you can experience the confidence boost, so that you can do things in your life on your own and not have to rely on the crutches of other people to accomplish the things that you want to in life. That you don't need other people to experience the things that you want to in life. That you can do that shit on your own and you can have an entirely different experience when you do it alone compared to when you do it with somebody else. The, the two things, they don't have to be compared. It doesn't have to be sad that you're doing it by yourself. It's literally two separate situations. You can go do something with somebody and experience An entirely different thing than you did when you did it by yourself. So here are the things that I learned that helped me get through experiencing things alone the most. Look up pictures online, read reviews, look up places on social media and see what other people are wearing, doing, look like, whatever. It's going to help get that vibe of the place so that you don't have to be so caught off guard or unsure of what you're walking into. It's going to make it seem much more familiar um, and you'll know more what to expect, which definitely will help ease the anxiety of a new situation. Another thing that you can do for this is call the place in advance. Ask something simple, like how long the wait is, what time they close, something like that. You're not calling for that answer. You're calling to hear the what the background sounds like. You're calling to hear what the person who answers the phone sounds like. You're calling to kind of get a feel for the place. It almost is like opening a portal to that place that you're trying to go to without actually having to step into the new place. Are they out of breath? Do they sound like they were just busy as fuck? Is there a lot of background noise? Does it sound like there's a lot of people there? Do you hear people shouting, people cheering? Is it more you hear nice, fine dining music? Are they calm? Are they relaxed? Do they sound professional? You know, you kind of get the vibe for what the place is going to be like before actually having to go in there. I have to throw this one in here because it was something that came up for me a lot. Dress in what makes you feel confident. When I was already nervous about going somewhere new, it made me feel so much better to dress to feel good because it made me feel good to look good. And when you do that it really helps boost your confidence so it kind of makes you feel better walking into a new situation with that if you start to feel like you are overdressed nobody knows where you are going or where you have been nobody knows what your situation is they this is just another stop in your adventure so you know they don't know why you're wearing what you are they don't know who you are you could be this prestigious fucking person and that's the way that you like to dress and Why would that be wrong to dress in a way that makes you feel good instead of wearing dirty tennis shoes and a weird pullover? I would rather be the person that looks good and maybe overdressed than the person that is wearing the I hate talking to people graphic t-shirt. And the thing with choosing what you're wearing carefully is that you already have enough stress that you're dealing with. You don't want to have to worry about tugging and pulling on whatever you're dressed in. You just want to be able to effortlessly... You know, move around and think about what it is that you're trying to execute and not if you look okay trying to do it. This is one of my all-time favorite tips. Do not set high expectations. Do not set low expectations. Set no expectations. This is something that I swear to God irritates people. This is something that I've gotten backlash for because you should have high expectations for yourself. And you absolutely should. You should have expectations for yourself, for your partner, for your friends, for your life. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you walk into a situation and you have high expectations for what you expect the situation itself to be. I'm not talking about the people that you surround yourself or the areas that you go. Yes, you should have high expectations for the values that you want to uphold in your life. That's not what I'm talking about. What I mean by this is when I'm going to the coffee shop, the brand new coffee shop, and I think that it's going to be great and I'm going to have this hell of a time and I go and it sucked and I came back so fucking sad with my entire experience. That sucked. I had my expectations like way, way, way high and just it didn't meet it and I was fucking sad but when I went to the museum I had no expectations and the night went fucking awesome besides the fact that like it was free night and I won the hundred dollar gift card like that's just like out of the out of the park like there's no reason why that happened but even if those things didn't happen going in with no expectations and just being able to experience it for what it is and not having to put the pressure on of it be having to be a specific way It makes the situation so much better and you're not let down. No matter what happens, you can appreciate it for what it is. If it turns out to be a shit night, you're like, well, damn, that sucked. But you don't have this like crashing, sad feeling of it not being everything that you hoped and dreamed. I kind of already said this a little bit, but plan and prepare. Plan, 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 plan and prepare Prepare comes from, you know, like what the first two things that I really talked about, like looking up the situation to try to figure out what the atmosphere of the place that you're going to is like, but also just plan and prepare in the sense of like, have an execution plan, like say, okay, I'm going to go to this place, I'm going to go to this place afterwards. But when I say plan and prepare, I mean like have an actual plan set in motion in place. I knew before I went to the museum what restaurant that I was going to go to so that I didn't find myself scrambling around and I was just going to commit to that decision and carry on with it. Same thing when I went to the movie. I bought my ticket in advance so I wouldn't have to worry about the anxiety of trying to find a ticket when I got there. And I picked out my seat in advance so I wouldn't have to worry about climbing over people. I've been to a movie theater in my life before so I knew what to expect and what things might make me nervous. So I planned for the things that would make me nervous. I figured out what those things were in advance and I took precautions and prepared myself in advance for things that might come up. I got a lot of when we were talking about new places, being afraid of places like the gym. But this also applies to new places, period. Revert back to the locker room or to the bathroom. Like if you need a break, if you need to step away, if you're getting way too worked up and scared and nervous, revert to the locker room or bathroom. That is like a safe haven in any place that you could ever go. You just go into there and you kind of take a moment for yourself to regroup and get your shit back together. Something that I like to do, and maybe you'll think I'm fucking weird for this, but I talk to myself all day long. I'm talking to myself right fucking now recording this. So like I, I love talking to myself. I really feel like it, when I say things out loud, it makes it so much more real than when... It's just all in my head because I'm so in my head, so much of my life, I can get so lost in there. And when I say things out loud, like when I'm telling you guys, like at the beginning of this, the things that I that made me anxious about doing things alone, my fears just sound so minimal and so stupid and so not me it brings it into reality. So going into the locker room, going into the bathroom, standing in front of the mirror and talking to yourself, you can do it. Get yourself back out there. What are you afraid of? Let's break this down. What's making you feel scared? I mean, it doesn't have to be in the mirror. I like doing it in the mirror because it makes me like maybe this is self-deprecating, but it almost makes me feel more dumb. Like it's like, look at you. Come on. You're fine. Like, come on. This is me and you. We got this. We're in this together, bitch. Like we're not going to fucking let some random people at Target make us feel like we can't be here. That's something that definitely helps me. You don't have to stand in the mirror. You can talk to yourself on your own. Or I mean, you don't have to talk to yourself. Even just standing in there and taking a few deep breaths to kind of like regain your balance and then go back out there, I think is something that's definitely helped me when I'm in these specific situations. Here's something that I wanted to talk about too, because it came up a lot with you guys, was living alone. And I definitely relate because I am a paranoid person that I understand why living alone would be terrifying. Let me assure you, as a person who is to this day afraid of the dark, i.e. I'm fucking paranoid of lots of things. Living alone is the best thing I have ever done. Having your own space to do whatever the fuck you want in and to relax in and to come home in is so much better than the fear that somebody could come into that home and kill you. (laughs) It's just so much more realistic, the positives than the negatives that come with it. I understand that the negatives aren't all that somebody's going to break in and kill you. The negatives are also that you get bored or you'll get lonely or whatever. But that's why we're here today. That's why we're listening to this podcast today. Because you don't have to stay inside and do these, like be bored alone. If you're like me and you don't have anybody, like wherever you're living, that can be a little bit more real and more scary about being bored and alone. But if you are still near friends and family, but living alone, you can go be with those people whenever you want. You're not like tied to living in your house for the rest of your life. And when you are living with other people, how often do you find yourself spending time alone? That's not very much different just because, you know, there's somebody else that's occupying your space. It's just, it doesn't, it, it's more peaceful to be able to be here by yourself. I think it helps to have an Alexa if you live alone. It makes it feel like that's kind of sad in the era that we're living in. It makes it feel a little less alone. But I don't mean to like talk to. I mean, it doesn't have to be an Alexa. I think it's nice to like have something on and like listening to something. It could be growth related. It could be funny. It could just be like having. I don't I don't really agree with having the news on because I think the news is negative. But something like that something to just have some background noise to be listening to I think that's definitely helpful um I had this like stick that I kept in my door so that if somebody tried to come into my door that they couldn't get past this like stick that held the door closed so like that was cool um I always slept with my door closed once I started living alone I always kept it open because I wanted to like be able to hear and be in the know um what else helps I think keeping a routine is really good for living alone too. Not only are you better at keeping the routine because you're living alone, you don't ha- you're not like subject to other people. You don't have to like worry about if somebody else is sleeping or when they're going to take a shower or if they're in the bathroom or anything like that. You can just like move freely how you want to. But keeping that routine is easier and it helps living alone and that feeling of solitude um, that is so feared with living alone, being able to like constantly be keeping in motion. However, that's me not. A lot of people always want to keep in motion constantly, but it doesn't have to be so like aggressive. It can just be as simple as like, you know, making yourself breakfast and then going and watching TV and it's still like having it's still keeping in motion and doing something. Um, I think that that definitely helps as well. Living alone it seriously feels so good just like it's weird the things that feel good. It's weird how like doing your dishes or sweeping your floor or making your bed or cleaning your bathroom mirrors like it really brings this like self-esteem self-accomplishment out of you for just being able to take care of yourself and and doing the things that make your home a nice place to live in. It, It brings out this really really warm good feeling inside of you. I definitely think It's a positive, positive, positive thing. And just being able to live alone and say that you did that, it's so badass. Like nothing scares me. I fucking live in my own place. I move on my own time. (laughs) So I I think it's a really cool, great experience that everybody should, should have at least once. Something that I did not try during this experience that I should because the reason I didn't try it is because I am absolutely terrified to go to a bar alone. I think the reason that I'm so scared of that is because I don't want people to talk to me. And if I go to a bar alone, that is basically sending the message that I want people to come up and talk to me. And I really, I really, really have a hard time communicating with people. I don't know why. I don't, I'm like such an outgoing person. And for some reason i Like when people try to talk to me, I'm so bad at small talk that I literally get like choked up and awkward and weird. And like the thought of having to do that just absolutely terrifies the shit out of me. Like honestly, sitting in a bar alone doesn't scare me for the fact of sitting in a bar alone and being alone and looking lame and looking like a loser like a lot of the other things that I talked about did. It's straight up because I don't want to be talked to. And when you sit at a bar alone, it's like straight up sending the message that you want people to come and talk to you. And the thought of that just absolutely absolutely terrifies me. But that said, baby steps. We did things alone this week. We'll get there eventually. You know, hopefully we you don't have to do all of the things like I said right off the bat. You just do what you can for now and you keep packing things on and, you know, learning new lessons and, you know, eventually you'll get to where you want to be. That wasn't what I wanted to do this week, so that's not what happened. But there's always, always, always room for improvement. Doing things alone allows the opportunity for you to learn about who you are. It allows you to learn what you like, what you don't like, what you want to do, what you want to experience and allows you to make those decisions easier when you are going to be with people. You're not going to be alone forever. So when you're in the car with your boyfriend and he's like, what do you want to eat? Now you don't have to say, I don't know. You can say that you want to go to the cookout because it's fucking good. And you know that now because you went there because you chose to go there. I've said it a hundred times and I'll say it a hundred more. The confidence that you feel doing things that scare the shit out of you is unmatched. Being able to say, this scares me, but I am going to overcome it. I am going to be braver than it. I am going to not allow fear to control my life. I am going to experience what I want to experience and not rely on the rest of the world to get me there. I'm going to get me there. It feels so fucking good. It takes practice. Start small. You don't have to go on the world's biggest expedition right off the bat. You can start just by going to the coffee shop around the corner. You are so Capable of experiencing the life that you want to live, and you do not need to depend on other people to make that happen for you. You have to depend on yourself. It's not going to just fall into your lap one day. The life you want is not just going to fall into your lap one day. You have to take action to make that happen for yourself. And if that means that you have to take action on your own accord, in your own time, without anybody else there to help you, then that's what that means. And you can make that happen. I feel like I'm starting to get a little preachy. I apologize, but I just like, I think that it is so powerful. I told you guys that I joined that Facebook group. I have connected with a lot of great women and a lot of people want to interview on the podcast. So I have definitely great high hopes that we will be getting an interview in the near future here. So we have that to look forward to. Also, I told you guys last week that I was going to add a questions box to my Instagram for you guys to ask me questions to end the show. I didn't do that because I'm a giant piece of garbage. So I promise as soon as I hit upload on this episode, I will get a questions box onto the Instagram so that you guys can start asking me questions because you guys had such good input for this week that I would love to hear what questions you have. That said, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Sarah Ritt and you can follow the podcast at Wellish Podcast. Today is Monday. It is a fresh start to do exactly what you want to do with your life. So go do it. Have a kick ass week. I will talk to you guys next Monday.